Welcome everyone to SEC Update Live. Coming to you once again from the reigning 2022 SUL location of the year, Traders Brewing, out here on the northwest side of Indianapolis. 86 and Zionsville Road. Life is complicated. Beer is simple. Come back in. We've got another packed house here tonight. The Absolutely. pints are flowing. And I'm your host, Tosh Troglin. On the other side of the glass is Trog. What is happening? Man, it is a crazy crowd here tonight. This is two weeks in a row that uh, the SUL folks have been welcomed by big drinkers and uh, enthusiastic followers. Holiday revelers. Yes. Yes, very much so. All that. All that. So, all right, Trog, the dominating story of the week. No question. Uh, college football had to say goodbye to Mike Leach. Brutal. Yeah. 61 years old, massive heart attack on Sunday, I believe. Yep. So, yeah, sad news coming out of uh, Starkville. But, so there's a lot I want to talk about him. Uh, what I want to start off with is <laughs> we would not be a legit show if we didn't own up to all the crap that we gave Mike Leach over the last couple of seasons. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's it doesn't take away from the fact that we didn't like the guy. We like the guy. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's just <laughs> we get we, he was an easy target. He accepted it. He knew that and you know he he bantered back and forth with it. He never in his coaching career, I'm probably in his entire life did he feel like he had been a victim of something <laughs> he he was just glad to be in the mix well did you know he didn't play at all that i i heard that this week you know beyond high school and he went to law school he was a, a i think that's lawyer. why frank Kentelli is on us it's because he's also a lawyer yes so, absolutely you know he, he he's grasping at something sure and i'm not mad at that <laughs> but no that guy i mean did not play the game and yet innovated the game to a level that is much appreciated by a, a very large fan base and his his coaching tree and influence is very widespread yeah and he really he he developed or I should say brought it to Division One football in Lexington. Yeah. With, with right. With Hal Mummy. Hal Mummy and, yeah. and Tim Couch. Yeah. So I, I was reading some stories uh, this week and previous to Hal Mummy coming to UK, Bill Curry was there. And you know, we always like Bill Curry, yep. Al Alabama coach. Yep, absolutely. So but he was using Couch as an option quarterback. <laughs> so the tall, lanky Tim I mean, Couch. Yeah, it, it's hilarious. So the how mummy comes in, uh, in comes Mike Leach with him, and Kentucky had never had a two thousand yard passer, and Couch throws for thirty five hundred yards <laughs> in the first year, and I think forty two hundred the next year when he was the number one pick. So uh, yeah, so they. 
they liked that aspect of Leach in Lexington. Uh, I think a lot of the Kentucky fans viewed him kind of how we view uh, Harson at Auburn. Right. Like the guy. Like the guy. <laughs> hate, him, hate him in the SEC right. or hate him at uh, Mississippi State. Yeah. Because they got locked in as Kentucky's permanent West opponent. So we saw him every year. Right. Uh, we being me and the Wildcats. <laughs> <laughs> all, all inclusive, right? So uh, Cats were 2-1 and one against him, though. And it's just weird. He was only there since 2020. Right. That's yep. hard to believe. I know. Seems like a lot longer. I don't, I don't, for him, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, if it seemed like a lot longer. Well, usually if you're a coach – that's a good thing because then it means you're competitive. Yeah. And you're remembering the games. Right. Absolutely. I, you know, he, he came to the SEC from Washington State, and that's where I got to know him um, strictly by accident. I happened to be out in Las Vegas during rivalry week. <laughs> and... <laughs> With Charles Barkley, apparently. <laughs> yes. Bo Jackson. <laughs> and um, it, it, it was 2016, 2017, one of those two years. But um, the Apple Cup between Washington and Washington State was going on. This is when Mike Leach was at, at Washington State. And it, it was just a crazy fun game to watch. Lots of points on the board. But Mike Leach never won the Apple Cup. In seven seasons, he at at Washington State, he never won it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he had some years. He I had mean, some great years. Oh my! I, I think mean, he was eleven and two right. and eighteen. Right. Uh, but a bunch of nine and fours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eleven hmm. and two. The eleven and two year, he did not win the Apple Cup. I think that's the year they had the opportunity to go to the Rose Bowl, and they lost. The game to Washington, and that put that sent either Washington or UCLA to the Rose Bowl, and they got the Alamo Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's a which is not a bad bowl. Well, I've, been, I've been there. Yeah, well, one of these days we'll have to hear that story about the Alamo Bowl. Uh, maybe that's when you're solo. <laughs> maybe we don't like we don't like that story. Okay, I, exactly, exactly. <laughs> My right ankle does not but, at all. Yeah, the, the thing about Mike Leach, and, and probably the most impressive thing, I go back to Sunday night, and you and I were texting back and forth, and we were texting with Superfan Ruth and Lynn, and that, that whole Sunday evening through Monday, it just kind of seemed to happen in slow motion. It, it, it was really odd, but... You know, Ruth is a nurse, and so she was she was all over it. She, she was saying that due to the lack of updates and the amount of time that had passed, whatever situation Mike Leach was in wasn't good. Yeah. <clears throat> Sometimes, you know, no news is good news, unless <laughs> it's like a health thing. Right. Then that's really bad. Yeah. So I think part of the delay was that, Mike Leach was an organ donor, and they harvested his organs, and 
you know, he he gave new life and new hope to other people. So I, that's the best you can hope for, I think. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's yeah. incredibly, uh, incredibly respectful and mad props to that guy. Yep. Unselfish, yep. no doubt about it. Yep, no doubt about it. Well, so his record, career-wise, Troke, uh, twenty-one years as a coach, and ten at Texas Tech, eight at Washington State, three at Mississippi State. So he was one fifty-eight and one hundred seven. Five ninety six win percentage. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna put that into wildcat perspective <laughs> because the wildcats. I mean, Mark Stoop. I mean, he's done great things. Absolutely, no, no yeah. doubt about it. Uh, winningest coach in the program history, past Bear Bryant this year, which yep. is unreal. So Stoops in. 10 years, 66 and 58, okay, for a win percentage of 532. So, Leach is, you know, smoking stoops as far as career wise. Yeah, right, right. Which, you know, I mean, you get into football, it's not like basketball. Correct. <laughs> where you've got guys that are in the, you know, 700s, 800s, whatever. Uh, so, if, yeah, if you're over 500, you're doing pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. In, in major. So, I just wanted to put that into perspective that uh, career-wise, uh, percentage-wise, uh, he's doing a lot better than Stoops, and you know what the Wildcat fans think about Stoops. Right. I mean, he's a, yep. he's a, he's a program coach. Yep. So, that, that just kind of lays it out there, I think. Yep. I Mississippi State was on the cusp, you know, and Will Rogers was a great quarterback to facilitate the air raid offense. And, you know, this was their this was Coach Leach's best year at Mississippi State. And typically at Washington State and at Texas Tech, year three was where where things took off. He kind of got a bad deal at Texas Tech. Uh, more allegations than proof, but you know he was able to move on from that and get to Washington State. So it would have been an absolute blast to see that offense in the SEC and see how defenses were going to react to it. And in fairness, that's Tennessee's offense. Tennessee's offense is based off of air raids. Yeah, and a big part of where we hopped on <laughs> his back, I guess, is, you know, the, the air, eh. <laughs> the offense he's running or that he ran this year, not what was in Lexington. No, with, no, with no, 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 Tim Couch and Hal Mummy. Right. You know, he's not throwing them, or even at Washington State, I've read one game where they threw the ball 70 times. <laughs> so that's where... I, we started getting on, you know, his back and riding him hard. It wasn't an air raid. Correct. You know, just because you ran it in the past, and I, I used to cringe when I would hear announcers talk about the evolution of the air raid. Okay. 
And, and what did what did they do against Kentucky? 98 yards You're right. passing. Well, okay. what did they do against Alabama? Yeah, I mean, just, just yeah, stop. Right. Well, but in fairness, that's the SEC. You know, it's going to work <laughs> in the Pac-12. It's gonna, True. It's going to work, um, you know, in the Big 12. Big 12. You're right. So you bring that to the SEC, and I, and I think that's part of why he came to the SEC. He wanted to see, hey, can this innovation of mine, can I mold it and develop it to where I can have success in the SEC? Well, it would have been interesting because you brought up a good point uh, about Tennessee. So it's, with the personnel, like you said, he was in his third year. Transfer portal fast tracks that a lot. Right. It's not like pre-transfer <laughs> portal Correct. where you needed X amount of years to get all your recruits and all this other happy horse stuff. So I, I, I don't know if that's where his target was. You, you know, was he wanting to mimic Josh Heupel eventually with the personnel, with the quarterback, with the receivers, with the offensive line? Or was he heading down, you know, the path that he was on currently? I think he was going to head down the path he's on currently because the the, the reason I say Tennessee is Mike Leach's offense is that Leach coached with Bob Stoops at Oklahoma. Yeah. When? Heupel was quarterback. There you go. There so, you go. yeah, so that's a, a good segue because I want to talk about the coaching tree sure. here. And it's... It's, it's pretty impressive. And it's not long, but it is impressive. Well, I mean, he's got, I don't know, I think it's long. Okay. Um, it's not Nick Saban long. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's pretty damn good. I mean, at the top of the list, uh, Dave Aranda at Baylor. So was a grad assistant uh, at Texas Tech from 2000 to 2002. And when did Baylor turn it around? Yeah, when Dave Miranda exactly, exactly. showed up on campus. Yep. Uh, Neil Brown, uh, someone that the Wildcat fans are familiar with, uh, he's a West Virginia head coach. Yep. So he played under Leach in 98 uh, when Leach was at UK. Uh, Sonny Cumbie, I'm not familiar with the name, but he's a Louisiana Tech La head Tech. coach. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Um, he played under Leach from 2000 to 03, at, also at Texas Tech. And he was a grad assistant with him uh, 10 years later. This was what I like. We talked about uh, this guy last week a little bit, Sonny Dykes. Yes. For TCU. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, and, yes, ladies and gentlemen, in the CFP. So he played quarterback under Leach at Oklahoma in 99. And also coached at Louisiana Tech. <laughs> right. And was uh, a grad assistant at UK, Sonny Dykes Oh, was. wow. Okay. I did not know that. Yep. So, and then Josh Heupel, you talked about he was a quarterback at Oklahoma in 99. Uh, Dana Holgerson, Houston head coach. Yep. All right. So, he coached with Leach um, at Valdosta State in wow. the mid-90s. Uh, and also was a receivers coach and offensive coordinator from 2000 to 2007 at Texas at Tech. Tech. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and then we get into some uh, a couple of 
uh, well, heavy hitter here, Cliff Kling Kingsbury. Yep. Head coach in the NFL. Right. I think right. Uh, Kingsbury, did he, did he follow Leach at Texas Tech? Is that what happened? Is that what that was? Uh, let's see. I know Kingsbury was at Texas Tech, but I don't know if he was the next coach after after him. Doesn't matter. I can't remember. Doesn't matter. Actually. I just wondered. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. Um, Seth Luttrell, North Texas head coach. Oh, man. Okay. Quarterback under Leach at Oklahoma. <laughs> and then was running back coach uh, at Texas Tech, 05 to 08. This was one I really like. Uh, Lincoln Riley. Big gun. <laughs> USC coach. Yep. Uh, quarterback for Leach at Texas Tech. And then was on Leach's staff at uh, um, Texas Tech from 03 to 09. That's nuts. Yeah. I was trying to think what town Texas Tech was in. Lubbock. Is it? Yep. That sounds right. Yep. Yep. I think you're right. Guns up. Ken Wilson, Nevada head coach. <laughs> Linebackers coach under Leach from 13 to 19 at Washington <laughs> State. So, all kinds of folks, and there's you know there's a list of coordinators uh, that were with him: Syracuse offensive coordinator, uh, Oklahoma offensive line coach, USC defensive coordinator, uh, Houston offensive line coach, Washington State offensive coordinator, uh, Dolphins receiver coach. Uh, I mean, it's just crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. I mean, that's getting Nick Saban-esque. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, his influence is going to continue to be felt. Um, you look at the assistant coaches that are under Lincoln Riley right now. Yep. Uh, I mean, you know, under Josh Heupel. Heupel, for yep, sure. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Sonny Dykes, of course. Oh, yeah. that's so, gonna, It's just going to grow, grow. Yep. Absolutely. Pretty crazy. Yep. Pretty crazy. So, uh, a character, yeah, sometimes I sometimes I got it. Sometimes I was bored with it. But, uh, you know. But you always had to watch because you, <laughs> you, you, never, knew, you never knew what he was going to say. And, you know, for better or worse, I think some of the questions that got shot his way in these press conferences – were like a deliberate attempt to get some sort of sound bite. But like we said earlier, it worked. It it worked. He didn't take himself seriously. He he would have been a great contributor to this show. <laughs> and I bet we probably could have got him on. He would have loved that. He <laughs> but would. someone in the SID department would have pre-listened and said, there ain't no freaking way you're going on with those two clowns. Not happening. Oh man! Maybe all the all the more reason for him to want to come on. I don't yeah. know. Yep. I don't know. So, but anyway, but, but one quick story. I read in an article on Tim Couch. Uh, he was talking about how uh, disciplined and you know, just super serious the Bill Curry staff was, and then when Mike Leach came in there. You know, they, they start watching film, and they, they think they're going to talk about, you know, the defensive sets and this and that, and he would just start rattling off <laughs> things about uh, pirates and, and, you know, <laughs> war battles and this and that. And I just couch remember, he just says, he you know, look at it as, you know, receivers like, 
who the hell is this guy and what the F is he talking about? Right. <laughs> Lighten the mood a little bit. So oh my God. at least it w- he was fun to play for. There's uh, yeah. no question about that. Sure looks that way. So, all right, Mike Leach, rest in peace. Absolutely. All right, Trogo, let's go ahead and take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to dive into uh, some of the bulls, okay? Specifically, the watchability. <laughs> and the, and that's a struggle this year. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, you want to hear this because it's not going to start off how you think it is. <laughs> this is SUL. Welcome back to SUL. Out here at Traders Point, once again, the reigning 2022 SUL location of the year. Life is complicated, Trogue. Beer is simple, especially during holiday season. I oh, mean, my gosh. Am I Absolutely. right or am I right? No, you're right. You need that beer to uh, deal with the folks that are standing in front of you in line that don't know how to scan their Christmas presents <laughs> or their groceries. <laughs> so, yeah, I was going to ask you, so when do you want to come to Traders during the holiday season? Before you shop or after you shop or both? You know, you might do better if come here after grocery shopping but before present shopping. So if you're out shopping for Christmas presents, get in the right frame of mind. I'm with that. I don't think grocery shopping matters. I think you go before gift shopping, and then you come back after. No, I'm down with that. Yeah. So in this segment... certainly need a frame of mind. Right. So in this segment, we can help you with that because, Tosh, it's segment two. What you got, what you drinking. Here we go. Go ahead. I'm I've, on it. I've let it off the last few weeks. Okay, so I started off the night with the last chance to get the one of my favorites, the porter here. It's called That's Nucking Futs, pun intended. I don't even want to say that because exactly. I know. Exactly, right. I'm, I don't want to say it because I know I won't say it. <laughs> that one had a 6.4% alcohol. I've had it before, 35 IBUs, great, great porter. And uh, it's got some peanut flavor in there. It's pretty good. And then beer number two, which I have in my hand as we speak, the Milkman Prophecy Stout. It's a sweeter stout, 5.6 alcohol, 23 IBUs. Tosh, what do you got over there? Nice. All right, so I'm dipping into what I had last week, the hop around and find out New England hazy. In and out. Hazy in, hazy out. It's like in and out burger. 6% ABV, 38 IBU, dry hopped with Citra, Mosaic, and Galaxy hops. I really, really like it. I went back to one of the house standards. Right. For my second one, the Building One Pale Ale. 5.6 ABVs, 40 on the IBUs. So, yes, it is more bitter than the IPA that I'm drinking, and it's just a pale ale. But, excuse me, it's all good. But is it more bitter than the person that's drinking it? That's the question. Mm. Well, since I'm reading 
<laughs> text messages from Frank Kentelli. No, I am more. Okay, general. fair enough. Fair <laughs> yeah. enough. Thank you, Frank, for chiming in during the live show. Uh, Always appreciated. No takes from Frank. Okay. Shocking. Well, Shocking. you know, in fairness, his Florida Gators play early in the bowl season. <laughs> so, I. There are holiday basketball tournaments that are going to start after their bowl game. There are high school yeah. holiday tournaments that are going on after that bowl game. My gosh. My daughter just finished finals today, <laughs> and the Gators play tomorrow. <laughs> anyway. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. All right, Sasha, you got you got a good take in this segment, so I can't wait to talk about it. Watchability. Ugh. So we're gonna we're gonna do a couple of things. Okay. And for, let, let's go to watchability of the SEC bowl games. I'm on it. Is that, okay. You want to start there? Sure. Absolutely. Okay. So we have rankings <laughs> of the the watchability of this year's bowl games. Eleven of them, right? Is we have right? eleven. Okay. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna start with the worst. And work our way down to number one. All right. And this okay. is not according to us. This is according to other people, although I have to say that the one that we're going to lead off with. I totally agree with. <laughs> Tosh, Tosh made the call a long time ago. I am 100% on board. <laughs> so coming in at number 11, which I didn't even know this was the name of this bowl game, the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl. Awesome. The epic matchup of Clash. the I- Iowa Hawkeyes <laughs> and the Kentucky Wildcats, a rematch of last year, and this is the Mark Stoops Bowl. He's, he's an Iowa grad, right? So yep. um, I <laughs> I love this. I mean, the, the well, first of all, the Wildcats, Will Levis is out. Right. And C-Rod is out. Yep. And who I, there's going to be others, <laughs> but I, I really don't care. And I don't even know what Iowa has. I, it's Big Ten. We don't watch. Who knows? So uh, the over-under is... 31 uh, and a half. 31 and a half, and I think that's a lock <laughs> for the under. 100%. Wow. That's, that's, it's not the defense. It's just like you don't know where the, the, offense you don't know where the points are going to come suck. from. <laughs> yeah, so this is, this is not the Schlage lock of the week. It's the stone-cold lead pipe. <laughs> Of the week, the under, yeah. So that's that is the worst rated watchable SEC bowl game. Gotcha. And I and my saving grace is that it's kick time for that is the same time as tip for UK Louisville, which is always must watch TV. So I have an excuse not to watch <laughs> at least the first two and a half hours. Well, not. You don't have an excuse for the folks that pay attention when they listen. <laughs> Where's the multiple <laughs> right. screens? It's like, hey, I thought you had multiple screens over there at SUL. Come on. Not when it's cold out. Okay, fair. That's fair. Multiple fair screens we- are always outside. Fair weather viewing, 100%. And, and I'm surprised that we spent that much time on that bowl game. <laughs> way too much time on that bowl game. Holy crap. I thought this was going to be a short show. All right. Uh, number 10, Trump. 
And, and again, reading the official names of these bulls. Right. So a lot of this I've never even heard of before. The Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. Missouri at six and six versus Wake Forest seven and five. Awesome. Riveting. I mean, <laughs> Missouri was four and two in their last six, so And you know what? I mean they took Georgia literally to the wire. That's true. So that's true. You know. What's Ty- the guys? Eli Drinkowitz. <laughs> I just wanted to hear it one more time this year. <laughs> well, I'll be ready next year. See, so, that guy that guy needs to lose. He gets needs to get out of the SEC. The Missouri Tigers have not had a winning season since 2018. So if they win this bowl game, boom. One one game over 500. <laughs> okay, that's winning. That's right. That's, that's winning. Right. All right. Number nine, Trogue, comes in as the, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Right on. Arkansas and uh. Kansas. And, and this was one of the games I think you had as your off-the-page game, right? Right, right. And, and it's the number nine in the conference. So is this like the Trogue Bowl because I had Arkansas on the over and I was born in Kansas? Sure. Okay. So, <laughs> if that's the case, do you want it to be the trogle? <laughs> no, I don't. I, I'm just fascinated that two of the first three worst games to watch in, in the SEC are bowl games that we've been to. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm oh. not saying. I'm just saying. Okay. How about this for a description of this game? This is the, and I'm going to quote, this is the wear the bag over your head bowl (laughs) as both teams come in ignominious, with ignominious 500 records. I'm not sure what that, I I don't know what that word means. I'm going to have to look that one up. See, where's the producer to flash that on the teleprompter? I I, I think it's, this is the, I, Dubious 500 records? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm not saying that right. Igno, igno, that is ignominious. I mean, Kansas started hot. I I believe Kansas may have started either 6-0 or 7-0. Well, they were part of one of our stats where the Blue Blood basketball programs were undefeated. (laughs) Because it was UK, (laughs) Kansas, Duke, and North Carolina. (laughs) And I think that was at 4-0. Nuts. Yeah. That was crazy. Huh. Nutting futz. Okay, number eight. Moving on. The Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. And I, 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 I don't like this that this is number eight. LSU 9-4 with Purdue 8-5. Yeah. This, this one I'm going to watch. Well, I, I was going to watch until I heard today that Aiden McConnell is not playing for Purdue. Why? Uh, is he hurt? I think he's declaring. So? <laughs> he's not that good. That's what I'm saying. Oh Why are you gosh. doing that? <laughs> Dude, come on, man. Oh, my God. Okay. So that's brutal. Absolutely brutal. Is he declaring to transfer to Louisville? <laughs> Is that what he's declaring? <laughs> I thought he was declaring for the NFL. Holy crap. So, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Which 
I mean, that sucks because we talked last week that Purdue had a legitimate chance to win this. But, you know, who knows? It's bowl season. Maybe you just take the over in this game, which I don't know what that is. But you take it and you go. There you go. Okay. All right. Uh, number seven, Troke, the Relia Quest Bowl, Mississippi State and Illinois. Uh, not a big Illinois fan, and I hope Mississippi State can uh, send Coach Leach out with uh, with a W here. Yeah, I mean, we're going to watch that. And actually, the Illinois cor- uh, defensive coordinator uh, just named Purdue head coach. Right. So, exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so we'll have some interest in that. Sure. And if you're an SEC fan, you have to watch that. Absolutely. You want to see what the Bulldogs do. Okay, coming in at number six, and I guess these are so lowly rated because the SEC has so many great bowl games. That, right, that, that's So you got to put that into sure. perspective. Sure, So the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, the Doug Steffen Bowl. Right. South Carolina and Notre Dame. And this was a whisper away from being Kentucky and Notre Dame, mm. which I think if that was the case – C-Rod and Levis would be in, and you and I would be planning our trip to Jacksonville. Right. And if it would have meant sleeping in the garage at the Stefan house, we would have done it. Oh. Do they have visitors over the holidays? No. (laughs) But when you invite yourself, you can't really choose. You can't choose. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Number five. SRS distribution Las Vegas Bowl, which goes on tomorrow. Early tip time for that game tomorrow, why, 2.30. Why is this rated higher than the Gator Bowl? Because this is they Florida play. and Oregon State. Well, it, are they riding on the strength of the record of Oregon State? I think they are, and I don't. I, you ask a good question. Why isn't this game rated lower? Because uh, Anthony Richardson's not going to play, so... I think he's going to be challenging Aiden O'Connell for a spot on an NFL roster. I'm going to give it to uh, Anthony Richardson, but anyhow. So if you're an Oregon State fan, I mean, are, are you pissed with this matchup? Yes. Are you relishing the opportunity to beat an SEC team or just like, whatever, I don't care, this, I, is, this matchup is dumb. I think Oregon State got jobs here because they were much better than this all year, and if they – win this game okay so they'll be 10 and 3 and they will send a team to 6 and 7 that doesn't seem like much of a bowl game west coast bias i think is what we're seeing right here in front of us are we not well i think we are i think we are it's happening it, <laughs> see it's not a it's a thing it is a thing all right, Capital One Orange Bowl, number four. There we go. One of my Tennessee faves. Tennessee and Clemson. Yep. The, the honest-to-goodness Orange Bowl. How about that? <laughs> Dang. Also dumb. Super Orange Bowl. <laughs> you can't tell me that wasn't planned. That's just dumb. I, anyway. I'm not mad at it. I think it's going to be a good game. Head in Hooker's not playing. Jalen Hyatt's not playing. Um, I get that. But I think it's going to be worth watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, uh, I love this. this. We can call this the Game Talk, Gamecock Victims Bowl. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, just call it the Slayer Bowl. Anyway, sure. Uh, number three, Tech, 
Tax Act Texas Bowl. Try to say that real fast. Old Miss and Texas Tech. I'm not sure why this is number three. Uh, man, you got me on that one. That's a great question. I mean, Texas Tech is not the tech the Texas Tech of recent, right? They're <laughs> seven and five. You know, I mean, what's the what's the draw with Mississippi? I think Texas Tech was on the way up. Ole Miss is on the way down. So maybe that's where this game gets good. I don't know. Uh, okay. All right, we'll move on. Okay. Uh, number two, the Sugar Bowl, All-State Sugar Bowl. The Sugar Bowl got a lot more interesting today because Bryce Young and Will Anderson said, yes, we're going to play. So I really feel bad for Kansas State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty huge, no doubt. So we talked about this a long time ago. Well, actually, I think it was last about a year ago when – Levis was going to play against Iowa, and you know some of these other Wildcats were, were going to play. Um, and even the previous year with Josh Allen and this and that, we talked about culture and opt-outs. Um, obviously, that's gone by the wayside in Lexington, which I can't blame Will Levis or C-Rod. Right. I mean, who wants to play in that piece of shit bowl? Right. Right? Um, so... Any animosity by Wildcat fans need to just stop. Yep. Because that bowl's crap, and who cares? Uh, so good for Bryce Young. Good yep. for Will Anderson. Yep. That's pretty awesome. And I, I think the commonality that those guys have is that they're on Saban's, uh, like, leadership council on the team. Okay. So I, I, I'm sure that went a long way as – Helping their decision. I mean, can you be on the leadership council and, <laughs> and opt out? And opt out. That doesn't. I guess, I, I guess you could not be on it. Sure. Like after that. Right. But right. Anyway. So, yeah. Good for those guys for for play. I know there are a couple guys from uh, Alabama have decided to opt out or go to the NFL or whatever. That's cool. But uh, I still I saw think that they, JoJo Earl is in the transfer portal. Yeah. What. What gives with that? I mean, hmm. I, I'm going to get somebody better than that reigning Heisman Trophy winner. Oh, I'm sorry. Former Heisman Trophy winner to get me the football. Dude, if you're not going to USC, <laughs> and USC's loaded, so good luck. Yeah. Maybe I'll go to Iowa and help them score more points next year. Maybe. Okay. Could Just be. a thought. Could be. Roll Tide. <laughs> RTR. <laughs> All right. No surprise, the number one SEC bowl game is the Chick-fil-A, Peach Bowl, Georgia, and Ohio State. I know we talk about this all the time, but how did the Peach Bowl (laughs) become such a big bowl game? I mean, back in the day when Purdue Purdue and Tennessee played... (laughs) (laughs) Mark Herman era. Well, back in the day, there weren't a, a lot of bowl games. That's true. That's true. So. But good for the Peach Bowl. I think the Peach Bowl might be riding a wave of their host stadium. <laughs> no question. <laughs> which I'm not mad at. Nope. Nope. Not mad at at all. No, this game's going to be so fun to watch. Uh, I hope it is. Uh, you're right. I right. hope it is. Man, it's, I don't like. I don't like the New Year's Eve semi-final games because it just it just destroys your social life 
<laughs> hey, you're going to have to learn to multitask, Tosh. Uh, <laughs> damn. I guess. I was really hoping that would be the early game, but it's the late game. Oh, well, you'll have that. All right, Choke, do we want to fly through these 43 bowl game watchability rankings? Or no, do we just want to hit some of the I, heavy hitters? Yeah, I think some of the heavy hitters. Um, there's a couple that I disagreed with. So maybe I just shout out at those and we can call okay, it a night. Well, we have to start with number 43. <laughs> right. So it's not that the SEC watchability ratings is low. It's the overall. Overall watchability. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Iowa versus UK. I love it. That's the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl. Here's the, here's the comment. My brother, sister, non-binary ally in Christ. If you're watching this for any reason, please get some help. I cannot argue with that. I'm sorry, Wildcat fans. I said it once. I'll say it again. This bull sucks. Fax machine. Fax machine. <laughs> <laughs> wow, oh, man. All right, everybody. Yeah. Jeez. So, which ones do you, which ones you want to jump on, Trog? Well, I, one that I think is going to be interesting, and it's rated pretty low. It's rated thirty-one. Is the Pinstripe Bowl? Now, I don't like this bowl game because it's made up in the last few years, but Syracuse and Minnesota, and I think that game is going to be more interesting than the 31st uh, rated watchability index it, it has been given. So I like that game. Okay. You got one jumping out at you? Uh, how about the Sun Bowl, which is the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl? The, t- the Tiger Sun Rated Bowl. Rated at 29th. Okay, I'm not a fan of, of either one of these teams. Uh, but it's Pittsburgh eight and four and UCLA at nine and three. Yep, yeah, I like that. I, I'm not sure why that is behind the uh, <laughs> Frisco Bowl. Radiance Technologies <laughs> Independence Bowl with Louisiana and Houston. Wow, that's a great question, and I don't know why it's behind the Frisco Bowl with North Texas and Boise. Well, because Boise's there. Well, yeah, but Boise automatically bumps you up ten points. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. So, and then the last one I thought was rated a little too low, the Military Bowl. Maybe I'm biased. I don't know. But it's got Central Florida and Duke. And, you know, Duke's interesting because they only went 4-4 four and four after we freaking hyped them up for being the blue blood undefeateds. <laughs> but UCF had the opportunity to um, win the AAC and did not close that deal so I think that's going to be a fun game to watch okay all right I want to look at uh, okay the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl (laughs) speaking of made up bowls as that is sitting at 11 okay (laughs) now two of those two of these games are CFP games right actually three of them are so we're li- really starting at number four. <laughs> you can't tell me that this game is the seventh 
best matchup of non-CFP games. This is Washington State at 7-5 and five and Fresno at 9-4. and four. I mean, what the hell is the intrigue? Riveting. My God. Riveting. So, anyway. I guess the same with the Liberty. The Liberty Bowl comes in at 8 overall. See? Okay. Anyway. Well, one thing that we're learning with this opt-out and portal and everything like this, almost all these games, Tosh, they're exhibition games now. That's all they are. Hang on to that thought for a second, Trogue. Okay. We're going to circle back to that. Okay. So, okay, so tomorrow, well, we have two bowl games today. Yes. So one of them is, is done. The Hometown Lenders Bahamas Bowl. Uh, UAB takes down uh, Mac. Mac. Runner-up. Runner-up. There you yep. go. Uh, Miami, 24-20. But, dude, I'll tell you what. You're in college, small school, Mac school. You get a, uh, a, a bowl bid. Okay, it's on Friday, December 16th. It's in the freaking Bahamas. I mean, I'm not mad. To your point, San Diego State and Middle Tennessee are playing in the Hawaii Bowl. Nice. Nobody from Middle Tennessee has opted out. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> you know what? That, how, if you're the coach, I mean, why do you, okay, if you're opting out, you're not going. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> if, right. If you're out, you're out. Right. That's hilarious. <laughs> Tell me that's not bulletin board material. <laughs> if you're out, you're out, and you're not going. So I guess we'll see you guys in Honolulu. Right. All y'all. So, Trogue, tomorrow there are seven bowl games. Whew. December 17th is the new <laughs> New Year's Day. Right? Hey, we don't have six on the New Year's Six day, so. <laughs> Why would we? The mid-December 7, tomorrow, be there. So, big day tomorrow. Huge. Uh, highlighted, let's see, who's the highlight? <laughs> Frank Contelli is the highlight. So, we got the Vegas Bowl and Boise State tomorrow. So, tomorrow is the, let's call it the traditional power day. Okay. All right. So, we've got Cincinnati plays tomorrow. We have Florida who plays tomorrow. Washington State, we mentioned earlier. Right. Uh, Southern Mississippi, who every once in a while uh, would work up some lower SEC teams. And there was a point in time that I thought Southern Miss might join the SEC. They wanted to. Uh, you've got SMU tomorrow, BYU, Boise. Kind of rounds out the traditional power. It's like, why are these day. guys playing so early? It's a new New Year's Day. It's December seventeenth. First Saturday, first Saturday of bowl season is the day. That's where you want to be. Okay. So I like I, the marketing. Yeah. From I mean, the hey. from the team that brought you Merry Mistmas back in the nineties. Come and play, and you're home for the holidays. <laughs> Boom. All right, Chug. I want to mention uh, before we close one thing that happened today. Okay. All right, so the NCAA announces a significant red-shirting rule for bowl season, okay? So they have issued a one-time waiver 
in FBS football to exempt postseason participation from the limit of four contests a student athlete may participate in without using a season of competition. Tosh, break it down for us. What does that mean to us as fans? Okay, so if, if you're a player and you're on that, let's say you play the first four games, all right, and you okay. get you get hurt in the middle of September, the end of September, uh, and so you, you're sitting out and, okay, you're going to – that you still can take a red shirt year. You get the red shirt. Yep. Four games are the limit. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> Let's say you you're working through the rehab. You're doing whatever. You get into third or fourth week of December. You're all good to play. Maybe your team's in the CFP. Potentially two more games to play, or you know next year four games, five games, whatever. Those games are not going to count towards that four maximum to keep that year of eligibility. So if you've got a team with a bunch of opt-outs and you're a red shirt and you're ready to play, you get to play. You get to play without awesome. penalty. Awesome. I like it. So, yep. so it's rewarding the guys that get hurt, that put in the work, yep. rehab, and can come in. But it also rewards those folks that uh, – maybe didn't play all year we're thinking of that red shirt season or maybe got in a couple of games yep. four yep. games they could still maybe now they're a starter don't have to worry about uh burning a year of eligibility yep i like it so i like it on paper it seems like a smart move ironically by the ncaa <laughs> well the ncaa named a new president this week and we'll talk more about that in upcoming shows but it looks like the NCAA is going to take a whole new road. All right. We'll see how that goes. Good All right. Luck. Good luck. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Trogue. Anything else on the close? No, man, that'll do it. Um, we got one more show before the holidays, hopefully. Hopefully uh, Ken gets in and gives us his SEC Big Ten preview. Check the socials for that uh, bowl preview special. Absolutely. That's going to have to be on an odd day just based on uh, when the holidays are. But appreciate you guys listening. If you like us, follow us, share us, all that other good stuff. Welcome to the uh, new Facebook group that we're part of. SEC Nation. SEC Nation. Check it out on the, on the FBs. Right on. And a big thanks to the musical director. Aiden Britton, and thanks a lot for Traders Brewing. Tosh, great show. Have a great weekend, man. This is SUL.